Welcome to the St. Gabriel Catholic Radio Weekly Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for the third week of Lent. Welcome, Your Excellency Bishop Brennan. Thank you. How good to talk with you in in this uh, beautiful time of Lent, uh, of God's tremendous grace. One of the great gifts we have this Lent is 40 days of adoration here in the Diocese of Columbus. Off to any of those places this week or today? I have been, and I will be. Um, Yes, what a great gift. And I can say this because I can take no credit for this. This came from through Father Adam and through the Evangelization Committee. Um, And um, it it seemed like a nice idea. I can't tell you how meaningful it is to so many people, and how much, I, I, don't, I want this to sound the right way, but how much fun I'm having with it, too. It's great, just that, that sense of pilgrimage. Even, you know, in the church's tradition, pilgrimage is something of, of, of an adventure, but it's an adventure where we're out to discover the presence of God who, who is among us, and God's there, and God's always reaching out to us, and, you know, by taking on these pilgrimages, making little journeys, we, we put ourselves through the, the, the process. And um, there's something uplifting about that. And so, uh, yes, I've been to a couple of our parishes. And in, in fact, I, I've had a few times where I've gotten a little more than I bargained for, but I, <laughs> not, no complaints. So I was at St. Margaret's in the uh, in the evening, and uh, somebody, as I went in, somebody said, now, will you be staying for the stations and for evening prayer? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I am now. <laughs> and you know what? I'm glad I did. It was it was great. It was just it's such a beautiful moment of prayer. Um, and um, when I went to resurrection, I got there close enough for the benediction. And again, I was so glad I was there. Um, Father Dennis uh, Kilgozi did the benediction, and it was just nice to be there. And then as I'm leaving to talk to different people um, who themselves uh, saying things like, oh, we're so glad we're doing this. Um, we should do this again in Lent. Um, I've met people in different places um, who uh, were just thrilled that they were having it at their parish and other people who are trying to get to all the different places. Um, it's just been great. I went to St. Matthew's, and I didn't watch the clock, so I arrived during school dismissal. Not the best time to go into a church parking lot. <laughs> so, so like I said, there's a little bit of adventure in it, but there's a joy in the adventure. God's speaking to us through it all. And, and then to be able, in the midst of all of that, to stop, simply to stop, and be with the Lord Jesus to look upon him. There's the great story, you know it, of St. John Vianney, who spoke to someone who was praying, and he says, I look at God, and he looks at me. You know? Um, I go there with my prayer. I bring my rosary. If it's at one of the liturgy of the hours, I'll do evening prayer or morning prayer, whatever the time of day is. But there's a beautiful grace, simply in being there with the Lord Jesus and um, being close to somebody who loves me enormously. So sitting there to love and, more important, to be loved.
Bishop Brennan, I had a, a nice surprise uh, Monday morning at uh, St. Paul Parish. We had 24 hours of adoration, and uh, as I popped in and was praying, I looked up, and um, you're setting a new stage as Catholic in the second pew. <laughs> you That's sat right. there praying for uh, an hour with our Lord. To me, I can't tell you how important it is to see uh, our priests and um, our lay leaders adoring our Lord. Indeed, and I wasn't the only one there. Father Dave Quinn mm-hmm. was there as well. He was he was a little more Catholic, though. <laughs> he was in the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a new era now uh, with Bishop Brennan. I think that that's a new era. We do need to be a little bit more forthright, right, in our relationship with everything that goes on, swirls on in the world. I think we need to be more intentional. That's right. Exactly. I'll talk about this in Easter time, but one of the, the great Greek words that appears— um, often in the Acts of the Apostle, is paresia, boldness, mm. bold. And, um, and so, yeah, actually for me it's a practical thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, when with the monstrance inside the, uh, on, the, on the altar, um, I, it, it, I just go right up to be closer. Um, there, was, there are things when I go to cer- certain events uh, or, or concerts where I like to, I do still like to be in the back, but, um, but with something like adoration where it's so visual, where you're right there, I, I'd like to get up close. Just I'm so. a little spoiled because one of the things is now I'm going and making the visits. Often before when I was doing you know, adoration, I'd be right up there on the altar. So uh, <laughs> I guess I'm a little spoiled. The schedule this week, uh, today, Tuesday, Christ the King in Columbus, uh, Wednesday, St. Rose of Lima in New Lexington. Thursday, we have two. We have St. Christopher in Columbus and St. Peter in Columbus. Friday, we have St. Mary in German Village. Uh, Saturday, we have two, Sacred Heart in New Philadelphia, St. Michael in Worthington. And then on Sunday, we have St. Joseph in Dover. What a great time for us to go on pilgrimage. Indeed. Very, very, very much so. And um, I'm, I'm thrilled that we can do that. And, and there, this is part of the beauty of it. If you, as you read off those names, we're not talking about the 270 belt. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the diocese. So in this particular week, you hear Tuscaroras County, you hear Perry County, a couple of times Perry County. Um, This is the diocese, the 23 counties of the diocese participating in this work together and being together in an act of worship of God is so strengthening, um, so inspiring. Uh, Lent has a a cycle to itself. The first couple of weeks of Lent, the readings uh, dealt more with the the tools of Lent, and that's something that you were talking about before we went on air. Uh, But we've kind of made a transition this week in our readings for Lent. Indeed, those tools of prayer, fasting, and works of mercy. So Jesus says, look at those tools. You know, we pray the Our Father, we look at the um, whatever you did for the least of my brothers, you look at at what true prayer is and not being hypocritical. And, and, and then that kind of segues into a bit of a uh, examination of conscience, you know, and, and now as we, we pivot and it's really more about discipleship. It's really about identifying with Jesus and taking on his attitude. So today, for example, we had mercy. Um, Peter says, how many times must I forgive? And essentially, Jesus says, as many times as it's needed, because that's what he does. That's how he is. 
Um, and uh, and so uh, and, and there too, we go back to the adoration. We want to spend time with the Lord so that we can identify more and more mm-hmm. with the Lord, so that his attitude might become our own. And so as we look at the weekday readings in the days ahead too, we'll start to see more of that identification with the Lord Jesus. And uh, there's a couple of news items uh, to talk about today. Uh, the first is that um, uh, the new Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine has come out, and I know that we are, as a diocese, encouraging vaccination, but there is a twist to that. Indeed. Actually, we are encouraging in, in vaccination. Um, Pope Francis put it this way, it's an act of love, and it's something that we need to do for our own health, um, for the health of our loved ones, but really for the health of the broader community. So um, I do want to encourage people to receive those vaccinations. I'm, I'm also um, concerned that the vaccinations um, are... I'm pleased to see that they're being widely distributed. Um, there's a, uh, we have a little bit of a Catholic collaborative. Um, the Diocese Mount Carmel and the Dominican Sisters of Peace, we talk pretty regularly and work on some things. And one of the things we're working on is, is that accessibility um, of the vaccine to the poor, especially, and how we can get into some of the places where people who are struggling will be. So we pray, too, for that that to happen and it uh, we see that and i'm thrilled to see the age coming down so that more and more people can become available now yes the the johnson and johnson vaccine is a little more problematic um and some of the others that will be coming up uh because of the um the use of cell lines from um ab- ab- aborted fetal tissue um, fetal tissue, I should say, from aborted babies. And that, to me, that's really disappointing that any pharmaceutical company... Now, I think Johnson & Johnson's trying to qualify it. I'd be very curious to see what they have to say. But um, any pharmaceutical company that would be using, especially in this day and age, um, abortion-related or abortion-derived cell lines... It's um, it's mind-boggling. There's no ne- need for it, and not um, there's no. Um, uh, the, the, it's it's you have to say, but with the existence of other and more ethical cell lines, why would somebody go that way? It's 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 puzzling. To, uh, that's the word I used when I was asked about it. So on their part, on the different pharmaceutical companies. Again, hey, I congratulate you and thank you for finding us a way out of this crisis, but man, you didn't have to use these cell lines. Now, it gets complicated when it gets into moral theology, but you have the principle of cooperation and cooperation with evil and uh, um, uh, remote and proximate. Bottom line is while um, uh, while Johnson, well, I won't say Johnson Johnson. Let me say that any pharmaceutical company, they bear the moral culpability. The person who receives it would not. Certainly, what we want to do is we want to, if we can, make the choice 
of one of the more ethical ones, Pfizer or Moderna are the two right now that are on the market. If we can make that choice, let's make that choice. And I'm encouraging different agencies to give people that option. But as this gets more widely um, distributed, it may be hard. And um, and if you do not have a choice, um, it, it's it's moral. The, the church teaches. This is not me giving my opinion. The church teaches that it's um, it's morally acceptable. I mean, we end up cooperating with evil every time we go to the store. Yeah, yeah they, they, you, we're some steps removed. Um, but if you have no control, then then it's morally acceptable. The culpability belongs to the developer, not to you. Good. As a summary, I uh, encourage people to get vaccinated uh, for their own health and for the protection of the community. Indeed. Indeed. Another news item. Uh, we had a amazing event, uh, an amazing in a bad way. Uh, on January 22nd, protesters interrupted mass, and there's been new, um, a d- new, new development on that. Yes, um, you know, law enforcement has been in touch with us and uh, over this time and um, the city attorney here in Columbus and the, uh, the attorney general and, um, you know, they're concerned about the well-being and safety of our community and I appreciate that. I applaud that and uh, we want to cooperate with that. And, um, and so, yes, um, so some kind of a summons was issued, um, and uh, and this is being followed up by the prosecutors, um, and uh, and that's right and just because we have to watch for the safety and well-being of people. People should be able to worship inside their church without that kind of harassment. Um, and my main concern is not revenge. We want to be people of mercy, and I continue. I pray for those people every day. Now I pray for them, and um, and uh, but and yet part of that prayer is don't do it again. Mm-hmm. This, that's the real issue. That's the real aim here. That this doesn't happen again. Um, and one of the sad things: uh, some of the very radical abortion groups uh, have issued statements really distorting the event. Well, they use the word event, you know, basically that people came in. We were holding as if it were a political event, and they came and expressed their point of view. Mm. Watch the video. Yeah, not (laughs) at all. That's all I can say. Not at all. Watch the video. And um, and that's it. And, you know, we come into uh, Sunday's readings um, where Jesus is talking with Nicodemus, and he talks about the darkness and the light. Watch the video. And, mm-hmm. and we need to be people of the light. Um, so we still pray. We, we, we still extend mercy. But mercy doesn't mean that, we, that people walk over us or we let people walk over other people. So the, the, I, I'm, I'm, I appreciate um, the actions of our civil authorities and... Um, and um, and we we cooperate with them. And as I said before, my main aim, my concern, 
is that this doesn't happen again to us or to anybody, any any worshiping community. Mm. That's beautiful. We started uh, Lent with the reading from Joel, Rend our hearts, not our garments, um, and return to the Lord. As we wrap into the final laps of uh, our Lent, and as we uh, experience an adoration, a communication with our Lord in prayer, any other advice you have for us this week? Well, I'll just give you a word from this coming Sunday's Gospel. I talked about the light and the darkness and that great um, conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus. Um, and if you have a chance, look at it, John chapter 3. And in there you have John three sixteen, one of the most famous verses in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. So when you go to adoration, or if you can't go to adoration, if you're homebound and, and you're praying and just being in union with us, contemplate that line, John 3.16. And look at the wider conversation. But, um, uh, but God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. And that's the story of the Bible. God just keeps giving and giving. God gave his son so that we might have life. His son comes. God gave his all to us. God, continuing self-emptying love. God gave his, he even died on the cross. So great was his love. Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer and a blessing? Indeed. Again, I pray the prayer of St. Francis before the crucifix. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All holiest, glorious God, cast your light into the darkness of my heart. Give me right faith, firm hope, perfect charity, and profound humility, with wisdom and perception, O Lord, that I may do what is truly your holy will, amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And again, uh, Bill, I invite people to our um, 40 Days of Adoration. And also remember the Disciple Maker Index you can find on your parish website or on our diocesan website. Uh, we want to hear your voice. And uh, we, you, you, what you have to say means a lot. Thank you for joining us, Bishop Brennan, and for keeping us centered on our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, We will now rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.